You're listening to the Set Life Podcast with Reed Petro. The only weekday show dedicated to news, tech, tips, and techniques on all things cinematography. Hello, listeners. Like you, I am always looking to add that extra touch to my visuals, and the Complete Vibe LUT library has it all. Over 1,000 LUTs with 63 cinematic color and black and white looks to create powerful images. Why? Well, because they are crafted specifically for your camera. Sony, Blackmagic, Canon, Red, Panasonic, Fuji, and so many more. Bring your cinematic visions to life and get noticed. Learn more at readreidmpetro.com slash store. Hello, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Set Life Podcast. I am Reed, and today we're going to talk about six tips for a better green screen, and let's get into it right now. So, first tip, evenly light the entire screen. Pretty obvious, but here are some really, really great tips for helping you to light that screen. False color, if it's on your monitor or on your camera itself, false color is is a great way to figure out if your screen is evenly lit. And uh, if you don't have false color, Zebra is another great tool as well. Uh, and that comes in most cameras, and on most cameras, you should be able to set the zebra setting, the level, and so you can set it to, say, 50%, 50 IRE, and when you hit that 50 IRE, then that zebra is going to come up, and that is another great way to, uh, to, to figure out levels. Another way is uh, through a histogram, waveform, those are all great tools to figure out how you're doing uh, on the green screen and uh, evenly let it evenly light it cool second tip I have is don't overlight the screen I feel like there's a tendency on some productions or with some people to just throw so much light on a green screen because they think the brighter the screen the better and it's true to an extent however if you overlight your green screen, it's going to create more spill. So it's going to affect more of, you know, you're going to have more bounce back. So it's going to affect the camera. It's going to affect your subject. So, you know, you definitely want to avoid that. But also, it's just not necessary. You can get a great key off of a lower light level uh, green screen than you can a super bright one. And so that is something that I would consider. And and what what do I mean by overlight? I would say anything over 60 IRE, or I'm trying to think in terms of like stops from subject. Anything that's over a stop, I would say would be not good because you're going to get that spill. You're going to get that bounce back um, and there's no need for it. Third thing is create the action, um, the the blocking that you've got at a distance from the screen. And so this will help with the green screen affecting the subject that's there. 
the further you can get away from the green screen, the better, because you're not going to get that green spill on them. And the closer you are to them, the more chance you're going to have that bounce back and it's going to affect them. Second thing is that you don't, you know, when, when a subject is so close to the background, uh, they could give off a shadow. A shadow is going to be really hard to key. It's a different light level. It's just going to make it the, the keying process uh, very difficult. So do not cast a shadow on the green screen from the subject or the actor, character, whoever is in front. Fourth, knowing the background ahead of time, if it's possible. So what I mean by that is if you know the background that you're going to be using, that can really inform you about how you can light your foreground. Is it a, I don't know, a car shot, right? Like a, like a poor man's, um, uh, you know, you're doing some interior car stuff, right? In the background is a dull, overcast day. You're not going to be having streaks of sunlight coming through the car as sunlight. That doesn't make any sense. Um, vice versa, same thing, right? So knowing your background ahead of time, or at least the mood or the vibe or just the general sense of it is, is extremely useful when going into actually shooting the subject and, and, the, and matching the key and the fill ratio and the backlighting and all that. All right, number five, set your camera to the lowest ISO setting. This is going to avoid noise and create a better key. You don't have to set it at its lowest setting, but something below the base ISO is certainly preferred. Uh, the, the more noise you have in the image, the harder it is for the keying program to actually get an accurate key. And so that's definitely what you're going to want to do. And, and lighting accordingly too. So, you know, if you're, you're going to be lighting different if you're at a uh, ISO 200 as opposed to an 800, right? So um, kind of having those settings in place bef beforehand so you know, and then also planning on having a lower ISO for uh, specifically for green screen work. All right, and the last tip I've got, tip number six, is using the highest available codec bitrate or bit depth for um, for green screen shooting. And might sound obvious, right? But the more data you have in your file, the easier it is to key. And the more bitrate you have, the more 422, um, the more color space, um, you're going to have a, just a better key. So that could mean if you're shooting on a DSLR, that could mean an external recorder, like an Atmos, that will record ProRes 422HQ, you know, and, uh, you know, another different kind of external recorder. If you're shooting with the Black Magic, that might mean the compression is lower, right? And so you're getting a, a higher quality image. It, you know, it goes for pretty much any camera. And, and most of the time you will be, right? You're going you're gonna to want to be shooting at the highest bit rate that you can for the camera to get the highest quality, but especially uh, useful when you're doing green screen just to make an accurate key. So, and that's going to come back to you. I think all this is, um, well, this isn't the cinematographer's job, but 
No, this is the cinematographer's job. If the post-production house comes back and says, wow, that was a really easy key. It made it super great. The capture was perfect. Then that comes back to the cinematographer and that comes back to you. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that they can do green screen and they know how to do it well. And they make post-production uh, a breeze, which is what the goal is, you know, to, to create a realistic image in the foreground and to make a excellent key for post-production. So that is it for today. I hope there was um, yeah, some nuggets of wisdom in there. And um, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Have questions? Email the Set Life Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. 